Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for March 2nd, 2020. March 2nd, 2020, already. We're in the third month, and so I've been teaching on great freedom all year, and then I've also been teaching and flowing in this vein of speak the word only, understanding the power of your words and how when you speak words from a believing heart, powerful things happen. So this is speak the word only part 11. Let's get into it. So I've already made the connection between your words and prayer, and I'll flow in that vein today. When you speak words of faith from a believing heart, it is a form of prayer. I'm going to make that point just like when Jesus, we, we looked at this already in Mark 11, where Jesus spoke to a fig tree and the fig tree dried up from the roots. And he made a simple statement, no man shall eat fruit from, from you hereafter forevermore. He walked away. And then the next day when the tree was dried up, Jesus took that as an opportunity to make uh, uh, an object lesson for his disciples and to teach them about the power of prayer. Basically, he was saying, what you heard me say yesterday, that was a form of prayer. We're going to look at another example from the prophet Elijah from the Old Testament. So our, our scripture we've been looking at is 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. That says, it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. And since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore we speak. So we speak what we believe because we have the spirit of faith, right? And, and, and when we speak words of faith from a believing heart, we will have what we say. And James 5 verses 16 through 18, uh, the apostle James is referring to the prophet Elijah from the Old Testament. And this is what James said, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us, right? So it was not like, hey, this is some Superman. No, this is a man just like us. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it didn't rain for three and a half years. And then he prayed again for it to rain. And the heavens gave rain and the earth produced crops. So he said, listen, if you look at what Elijah did, Elijah prayed earnestly that it wouldn't rain and it didn't rain for 42 months. And then he came back and he prayed again and then it rained. All right. So let's take a look at that. So let's take a look at this account. The apostle James teaches us, first of all, about the importance of prayer. And he said that the prayer of a believer who is righteous, who's in right standing with God because of Jesus can be both powerful and effective. And by sure, uh, by now, I know that you're sure that it is the will of God for all of us to pray, right? I mean, God wants us to pray. I've taught on prayer already. But when we pray, we cooperate with God. Prayer is earthly license for heavenly interference. So when we pray, we are cooperating with God for his kingdom plans and purposes to be manifested on the earth. So for God to operate in your life, you need to cooperate with him. And that's what we do in prayer. So a great example of this is something that the prophet Elijah did in 1 Kings. So if you look at 1 Kings 17 and 18, actually, if you also read First uh, and Second Kings in general, and First and Second Chronicles in general, then you will see like a pattern of righteous and unrighteous leaders uh, over Israel. There was righteous and unrighteous leaders, righteous and unrighteous leaders. And whenever there were unrighteous leaders, the nation fell. Whenever there were righteous leaders, the nation was restored. Right. So um, in First Kings seventeen, Israel had a leader, King Ahab who had allowed his wife, Jezebel, to pollute his heart with idolatry. So this is one of those downfall, you know, kind of downturns uh, moments for Israel. So the Lord used the prophet Elijah to go stand before the king 
and he stood in front of the king and he said this, as surely as the Lord God, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew and no rain for the next few years until I give word. She was saying, listen, basically he was saying, it's not going to rain till I say it rains. Because of God, the God of Israel, my God, the God who sent me here, Mr. King, I'm standing in front of you and I'm boldly declaring, you're out here messing around with these idols, the prophets of Baal, but I'm telling you, this is what the Lord sent me to say. It's not going to rain until I say it rains. He was led of God to say it. He said it out loud. He said it from a believing heart. He said it in front of the King of Israel and he walked away like it was already done. That's the same thing that Jesus did right? With the, with the fig tree. And so guess what? Elijah did that and it did not rain for 42 months. After three and a half years, the Lord told Elijah, go back now and present yourself to Ahab and I'm going to bring the rain. And this was very dangerous because by now King Ahab had a bounty on his head. King Ahab was like, man, be on the lookout, right? Abola, be on the lookout for for um, Elijah. And if you find Elijah, I want you to bring him here, dead or alive, right? So he wanted Elijah dead because obviously he had pronounced basically a curse over the nation and it had not rained for 42 months. So Elijah comes back boldly and stands before the king. It's like, okay, well now the Lord sent me back here because now it's time for the rain to come back. But before I pronounce rain, let's have a showdown. And he had the big showdown on Mount Carmel, right? And you know this showdown. You should read the story. I don't have time to kind of get into all of that. But he had a showdown between him, prophet of God, and all the prophets of Baal. And he was like, hey, whatever God answers by fire, that God is God. And so he had the showdown. And of course, God showed up and they didn't show up. And he even taunted them. He mocked them. Hey, cry louder. Maybe your God is sleeping. He was messing with them big time. Maybe he was from Brooklyn, right? Because I would have done the same thing. So anyway, he humiliated them. It was a public show and a public shame of false gods and a public show, a public display of God's power of the righteous God. And they had this big showdown on Mount Carmel. After that, uh, Elijah was like, okay, now it's time to pray for rain. So he went and got down on his knees with his face to the ground and he started praying for rain. He prayed for the rain to come and he, he told his, his uh, servant, hey, go out there to the sea and tell me what you see. So he runs out there to the sea. He doesn't see nothing. The guy comes back. He's like, okay, uh, sir, I don't see anything. He says, uh, there's nothing there, right? So now remember, when you speak words of faith from a believing heart, you cannot be moved by what you see. You can only be moved by what God said. So in his heart, he knew rain. He was already, I hear the sound of, of an abundance of rain. So he's like, no, go out there again. And so he sent him out seven more times after the first time. And so he would come back. There's nothing there. Go back out. He'll come back. There's nothing there. He's still praying. He's not moved by what he's seeing. He's only moved by what God is speaking in his heart. So he's still, he's still praying. Go back out comes back. There's nothing there. Go back out. He comes back. There's nothing there. On the eighth time, he comes back. And he says, Lord, uh, uh, to his, to his uh, prophet, he says, I see a small cloud, but it's only a cloud the size of a man's hand. And he said, that's it. That's it. The rain is coming. Go tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. And sure enough, there came a deluge of rain. So in this story, we see two examples of prayer from the same person. The first example that James called an earnest prayer was just simply a statement. He just walked up and said, listen, Mr. King, it's not going to rain till I say it rains. And that's it. And James called that an earnest prayer. 
And then we see the other example where he's down on his knees, face to the ground, and he's praying. In both cases, he prayed words of faith from a believing heart, and he was not moved by what he saw in the natural. He was only moved by what God was speaking to him in his heart. So what does this mean to you today? I have three things to share with you on this Monday morning. Let's get into these three things. Here we go. Number one, making a faith-filled statement is a form of prayer. And I, I don't think that most people understand this. Jesus spoke to a fig tree. He spoke nine words to a fig tree and he walked away like it was already done. And when the fig tree dried up, he took that as an opportunity to teach his disciples about prayer. That was a form of prayer. When you speak what you believe that God is revealing to you from the unseen realm, and you're not moved by what you're seeing in the seen realm, and you're speaking words of faith from a believing heart, that is a form of prayer. Elijah did the same thing. Hey, it's not going to rain till I say it rains. That's it. And he had no way of validating what he just said. He just had to go and wait. He left and he waited. And sure enough, it didn't rain, right? So cool. Then he came back. It was like, okay, now it's time for it to come. This time, the, the, the servant kept saying, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. He was not moved by what he saw. When you speak words of faith from a believing heart, and you just, even like the first time, hey, it's not going to rain till I say it rains. James called that an earnest prayer. You got to know that when you speak what you believe and you're, believe, you're speaking words that you believe in your heart and you're being led to do so, that is a form of prayer. When we close out today's word and I say, hey, let me close out with a declaration of faith. Repeat after me. Speak these words of faith from a believing heart. If you believe what you're saying and, and this is lining up with the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, this is a form of prayer. And the reason why I'm driving this home is because if you really believe that and believe in the power of your words, then you wouldn't say half the things that you're saying. All right. All right? I'll get to that later. Number two, let me just make this point. Your physical posture has nothing to do with prayer. So let's, let's be clear about that. So some people are so traditional or flat out religious that they feel like they got to get down on their knees to pray. And if they're not down on their knees, they're not praying. Or maybe they got to put their hands like this. That's how I was taught, right? When I was a young man growing up. So maybe they feel like they got to have their hands in a certain position or they have to uh, be on their knees or if they have to be in their prayer closet or if they, they have to be in a certain place. No, listen, Elijah walked up to Ahab and said, hey, it's not going to rain till I say it rains. That's it. That was an earnest prayer, James said. Later, Elijah was on his knees with his face to the ground. That was also an earnest prayer. So whether you're standing up or sitting down, it doesn't matter. You can pray on your knees. You can pray standing up. You can pray in church. You can pray at home. You can pray in your office. You can pray in your car. You can pray over the phone. You can pray face to face. You can pray all alone or you can pray around people. It doesn't matter. Your posture, listen, prayer is an inside job. Prayer boils down to the condition of your heart. If you believe what you are praying that you are and that you're praying God's will, and you're in alignment with what God's desire is for this world, then you are praying because God looks at your heart, not whether or not you're standing up or sitting down or none of that. So speaking words of faith from a believing heart is a, is a form of prayer. And if you believe that that's a form of prayer, and it is, then let me just say this. You should really consider everything that you say. If you speak words of fear, doubt, unbelief, and you believe what you're saying. If you say things like, man, this is just going to fail, or this sickness is never going to never going to go away, or nothing ever works out for me, right? Or um, I always have to struggle, or, you know, something bad always happens to me. If you say stuff like that, 
and you believe what you're saying. Like you're believing in your heart what you're saying. Like you really believe that. Like you have confidence that what you're saying is actually, like that is your reality. Then guess what? You are actually praying. I don't know if you know this, but you're praying. You're praying in the wrong direction. You're praying for Satan's will to be done and not God's will to be done. So if you really truly understand the power of words, you will stop saying anything that does not line up with the will of God for your life and stop saying anything that you don't want to come to pass. And when I hear people say something negative around me, I say, oh, that's your confession. I believe it's coming to pass. They go, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want that to come to pass. So then why'd you say it? I bring that up so they could be like, oh, no, no. So, hey, Father, I repent. I didn't want that to come. So stop saying it. If you didn't want it to come to pass, don't say it. You are going to have what you say. I hope you get this, the, the power of words. You are going to, good or bad, you're going to have what you say. All right, number three, and finally, as I close, when you pray, you are declaring what you believe from the unseen realm, and you cannot allow yourself to be moved by the seen realm. Because listen, that sometimes there will be evidence, no evidence to support what you're saying, or evidence that's against what you're saying, but you still have to believe. Jesus spoke to a fig tree. The fig tree didn't do anything when he said it. He walked away. He wasn't moved by what he saw. Elijah spoke, hey, it's not going to rain. He had no way of validating it. He had to believe, waited. Oh, snap. And it didn't. It didn't rain. And it, it didn't rain for 42 months. He came back and said, it's going to rain. And then the rain didn't come initially, but he kept saying, it's going to rain. And he sent the servant out eight times. You cannot be moved by what you see. You can only be moved by what God put down in your heart. And then when you speak, speak words of faith from a believing heart. So say what you believe, believe what you say, and then don't allow yourself to be moved by what you see. Only be moved by what God said. This is the life of faith. Now, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this words of faith from a believing heart. Let's do it. Say, Father, I thank you for the examples of Jesus and Elijah. I live my life with an attitude of prayer. I can pray in my designated place in the morning, but I can also pray as I live out my day with a posture of prayer. When I say something in faith, in the middle of my day, it is a form of prayer and it can be just as powerful and effective as the prayer that I prayed in the morning. I don't have to be in a certain place at a certain time using any particular style of words and I don't even need to raise my voice. I speak the language of faith from a believing heart and my words tap into your power just like any other prayer. So thank you, Father, for walking with me today. I look forward to communing with you all day long as I pray without ceasing. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on it. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox for free. So you should do that. Todaysword.org. Click on it. Put in your email address. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox for free. Listen, this is straight up teaching. Like this is, this is the Bible. I'm telling you what the Bible is teaching us. Get this down in your heart. 
Words are important. Speak words of faith from a believing heart. Go out there and live this way. We got to be we got to live by the unseen realm and speak that and don't be moved by what you see. Do me a favor. Please share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. God bless you.